0: Podcast
1: starts. Hi everyone, and Merry uh, Boxing Day Bank Holiday that's not actually Boxing Day to you. TD Velasquez here, although as always, with you, I'll answer to the name Dan. Yes, sorry this episode has come out late, but I should have realised that some delay was inevitable, given that Friday last week was also Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I spent most of the day in the kitchen, and on Boxing Day I did too, somehow, even though I was only making a pie containing the previous day's leftovers. The upshot, though, is that it gave me time to think and generate a little more content than you would have received had the episode dropped on time. This isn't, by any means, going to be a standard episode of the podcast. In a little while you'll be hearing from Kirsty, Stella, Ian, a little from Howard, and even some special new guests. But you're going to have to indulge us. In the spirit of the season, and probably because we're a bit pleased with ourselves for clocking up 44 episodes, this episode is a bit of a knees up, with a horror trivia quiz courtesy of Ian, some guest appearances by previously off mic friends of the show, and copious drinking and, well, swearing. It may be a bit raucous and rambling, but hopefully it will also be fun, and the quiz will test your knowledge. There are even two listeners-only questions, giving you opportunities to email in your answers and win exclusive prizes, so listen out for those. There'll be details of where to email in the show notes and on our website. However, some of our conversation during the quiz gave me pause for thought about the relationship between horror and Christmas time. I've decided to record some of those thoughts here, so you are going to get a little bit of content at the start of the episode before the party crashes the podcast. In my mind, for as long as I can remember, Christmas time has always been a natural time for horror. Perhaps not everyone shares this view, as our lovely special guest Sven points out during the quiz, maybe the reason I feel like this is because for me, any time is a natural time for horror. That's true actually. But even so, I think that horror is an essential, in fact, defining element of the season of good cheer. December 25th is the beginning of winter. The nights are at their longest and coldest, an atmosphere more conducive, even than Halloween, to mysterious imaginings and icy chills. Most of the traditions and imagery of the modern Western Christmas date back, of course, to Charles Dickens' 1843 novella A Christmas Carol, which is, as proclaimed on the title page, a ghost story of Christmas. And which, incidentally, is pretty much my favourite story of all time. A story so good that it is immune to an infinity of retellings. Every year I read, watch, or listen to at least one version of it, and I draw the line nowhere, not even at the TV movie A Carol Christmas with Tori Spelling and William Shatner. On Christmas Eve, old miser Ebenezer Scrooge is taught the error of his ways by way of four ghostly visitations, two of which are terrifying. Dickens's story, designed to revive and consolidate the European Christmas traditions which had at that point fallen into disuse, is a chocolate box full of warm-hearted pleasures which I'm sure we can all quote, decrease the surplus population, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. Bob Cratchit, Old Fezziwig, God bless us everyone, the jovial ghost of Christmas past. Scrooge's observation of Tiny Tim that he is a remarkable child. You boy, what's today? Scrooge's ultimate resolution to live in the past, present and future, and to keep Christmas all year round. And of course, the classic line, Oh look, there's a gorilla climbing up that big building. Admittedly, that was only in Scrooged. But without the foreboding appearance of Marley's ghost, he of the unattached jaw and accompanying chorus of doomed souls, to set Scrooge on his journey to redemption, and if the ghost of Christmas yet to come wasn't a baleful enough presence to finally convince Scrooge that he is genuinely staring into the abyss, all these other pleasures would be meaningless. A Christmas Carol isn't a horror story, but if you take the horror out of it, it falls apart. And I think the same is true of Christmas time itself. Christmas is a time of extremes. Loneliness and heartbreak feel worse than they do at other times of year. Those of us lucky enough to be surrounded by loved ones are encouraged by the prevailing atmosphere not only to treasure our friends and families even more keenly than usual but to actively demonstrate our love through acts of generosity, the commission of which can quickly tumble from the life-affirming to the stressful and nightmarish if you don't have quite enough money or time to get all the details right. An ordinarily dull day of British weather can suddenly seem crushingly disappointing if you were hoping for a magical snowfall offering just the right consistency for sledging and building snowmen. On the other hand, an overnight freeze of too severe winter weather can kill your car, or turn a walk to the corner shop into an obstacle course. And the inescapable onslaught of Christmas shopping, Christmas music, Christmas food, Christmas parties, mediocre Christmas specials on TV, and moralistic Christmas sermonising from the Queen's speech to, I suppose, bits of broadcasting like the podcast you are listening to right now, tends to move from refreshing at first to an enervating flood of saccharine overindulgence after a while. For me, an icy blast of horror is perfect for cutting through this melange and refreshing the palate in order to take renewed pleasure in the genuine magic of Christmas. As Sven suggested, perhaps I am unique in this, I think I've already described on this podcast how a few years ago I slunk away alone after a particularly indulgent family Christmas dinner to watch Neil Marshall's The Descent on video and found its bone freezing terror to be exactly what I needed after too much Christmas pudding and I haven't found anyone else who tells a similar story. But I do think there is evidence that a succession of Christmas TV schedulers would have agreed with me. And of course, such people have been centrally responsible for the development of whatever it is that passes from my brain. I'm not just talking about British TV's 50-year on-off tradition of the ghost story for Christmas. I'm talking about the films. The Christmas fortnight used to be crammed with horror, offering mini-seasons of Universal, Val Luton or Hammer films as if the BBC and Channel 4 had become convinced that every night was Friday. This still goes on to some extent, you can see an echo of it in the kind of films available for streaming over Christmas on Britbox, Amazon Prime and BBC iPlayer. A burst of horror in the Christmas schedule always works. If it's an old fashioned, redemptive horror film with a happy ending, then it'll send you to bed with the glow of normality restored and all being right with the world, the promise of Christmas fulfilled. If it's a more modern piece shot through with a savage bleakness, then it'll reinvigorate your need for Christmas time's cosy cheesiness, sending you in search of a mince pie, a glass of brandy and a blast of mud on your smart speaker. And both sides of the equation benefit from the contrast. I'm convinced that it's this kind of thinking which led to the telling of ghostly tales at Christmas becoming a tradition in the first place, a tradition which Dickens would then draw upon so deliberately. On top of that, I find that horror, especially gothic horror, is aesthetically aligned with the iconography of Christmas. Which is a posh way of saying that horror looks better with snow. Of course just about anything is made more beautiful by a sympathetic snowfall, but this is especially true of gothic architecture. All those turrets, spires, gargoyles and ornate detailing seem designed to poke through drifted snow like Christmas trees. The outer shapes made more forbidding and yet the idea of the interiors made more enticing by the surrounding blizzard. While of course the sight of blood is never more vivid than when it's leaking into snow. What I'm saying is horror and Christmas are a perfect match. In fact I'm tempted to declare that all horror films will be improved if shifted to a Christmas setting. I'm only half joking After all, horror stories tend to be about a clash between good and evil, and if you want to emphasise that contrast all the more starkly, why not set the story smack in the middle of the season of goodwill, when everyone's relationships are at their most tender and the emotional stakes are at their highest? This is, after all, why Jaws The Revenge is the best Jaws film. Don't tell me I'm alone in that as well. However... I'm not completely insane, and I do concede that you do have to maintain a sense of balance somewhere. I don't think every Christmas film would be improved if turned into a horror film. Die Hard would not be better if Hans Gruber were a zombie. What am I saying, of course it would. Right, I'm being silly now. Which means it's time to stop. So those are my thoughts on Christmas and horror. I wonder if you agree with anything I've said. Maybe if you're going to email in answers to our listener quiz questions you could include some of your thoughts in response and if we're all still here next Christmas they could inform how we approach the next Yuletide episode. So in a minute we'll move on to the main feature of this episode, our Christmas quiz on Zoom with Ian, Kirsty, Stella and special guests. You'll have to forgive us again. Not just for the booziness, but because the line to our lovely guest Sven was frustratingly quieter than everyone else's. And because of the number of voices on the call, his contributions are occasionally cut out. And although I've tried to boost the audio, I haven't been able to entirely save it. I hope this doesn't entirely ruin the listenability of this episode. However, before that, our beloved, if frustratingly occasional co-host, Howard called me on the phone to send his own Christmas message. Here it is. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, listeners. And a Merry Christmas to Ian and Kirsty and Stella. Enjoy the festive season. I certainly will be. I will be eating a lot of Quality Streets and drinking a lot of alcohol uh, and watching the heroes of Telemark again uh, and Were Eagle's There again. Uh, and maybe this time I'll understand what's going on. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I mean, I don't know with Brexit on the horizon whether that's possible. But, um, <laughs> yes, you know, enjoy yourselves. We've had a rough year. We've had this terrible year. So, eat, drink and be merry uh, and enjoy the festive season. Sing some carols. It's all going a bit James Mason there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, <laughs> you do do that, Howard. i you merry know, gentlemen nothing to dismay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, no, just go out and enjoy yourselves. Have a good time. Have a laugh, you know? And we just, um, we you hope know. you'll be able <laughs> to come back we onto will, the podcast. We will, we will, we will work out a way next year. We'd like to come and join you. We'll find something out. We'll find a way. That'll a be... way we'll be found. There's always an answer. <laughs> if you only dig deep <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, My dad said that was. those were wise words from Peter Gushing. And, yes. Uh, brilliant. Yes. Thank you so much. You heard him, listeners. Howard urged us to eat, drink and be merry. Warning, we may have taken that too much to heart. Here's the quiz. Hello, everybody. And if this is going out on the day that it is intended to go out on, Merry Christmas. This is the And Now The Podcast Starts Christmas episode. I normally do a a big spiel at the start of the episode, but I'm not going to do for two reasons. One, because I'm already a little bit drunk, as you might be able to tell. And uh, two, because it's not really necessary. All you need to know is this isn't going to be really a regular episode. We're just going to have some fun chats and a quiz. Um, And we've got some special guests. So to introduce everybody... Uh, I am uh, Dan, as you can call me Dan, as always. But I'm also known as T. D. Velasquez, and I am joined by my usual wonderful co-hosts. First of all,
2: Kirsty Warrow in Shropshire,
1: and second of all,
2: Stella Gaynor in Manchester,
1: and finally, uh, the person who's going to be our quiz master for tonight,
3: Ian Winston in Cheshire,
1: and then we come to our very special uh extra special new guests who've never been on the podcast before first of all we have kelly who is ian's wife hello kelly hello
4: because <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: you. <laughs> you watched host yeah <laughs> doing a quiz not a seance oh, oh okay. dear yes
2: <laughs> well that's what we should have done
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no well you know
1: what um I did kind of I think assume. about asking everybody when in your life have you ever felt like you were in a horror movie? And Kelly, you can say right now. Yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> if there's a
2: lovely so... conversation. I do have a Ouija board upstairs, so you know we can always hear that if we need to.
1: I'll just say, Stella, it's good to know that we have options. <laughs> um, our, our second special guest is somebody who's been helping the podcast out behind the scenes from the very first episode, and is a very welcome uh, eventual uh, addition to the show. It is Gertie's husband, Sven. Hello, Sven.
6: Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. Uh, oh. It's a great pleasure to be Hello. here.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: it's a great pleasure that you are here, Sven. And then we have our absolute final special and perhaps specialist guest, whose name is Elliot hello Elliot what? you need to speak say hello
3: hello <laughs> so hello on a podcast you have to make lots of noise which you usually do and now he's doing a silent <laughs> dance
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: excellent radio that's, that's really good quality luckily <laughs> Elliot, we probably are recording horror to... and scary things what's your favourite scary thing on TV <laughs> Or DVD? What's your favourite scary thing? What about Doctor Who's scary sometimes? Oh. What really scared you the other day? The points.
5: A silence! A silence! <laughs>
3: ah. <laughs> they, they really scared you, didn't they? You had to stop watching it. <laughs>
1: well, uh, luckily I have a clip of the silence. Here it is. Yes, they're very frightening. Right. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: and uh, to make it clear to the listener, this is our, our our little Christmas party as such. And I think we've all got a little bit of drink and cake to hand. Um, what's everybody got? Um, I'm the only one who's not drinking this second, so I will say I've got sherry. Which is Cheers, my second sherry of the day. Cheers, everybody.
4: Cheers, Jim.
1: Stella what have you got
2: I've got a white Russian made with oat milk rather than cow's milk and it's delicious.
1: oh that's superb
3: <laughs> I think Kelly
1: used to live in Russia and I think she
3: can probably say most Russians would probably scoff at the idea of oat milk I would say. <laughs> Since... Put vodka in a
4: different drink.
3: But, well, that is true. Yeah, But I'm
4: not Russian, so I agree with your choice. Thank you very
1: so much. <laughs> she continue to drink it. So do I. Sometimes I hold a white Russian to just... That, enjoy no, it that, that noise, noise is Elliot whop.
3: now doing an impression of the silence. All right,
1: It's very good. Oh. a <laughs> very visually good impression. <laughs> it's quite frightening.
3: And what, what else was scary?
5: A squeeze monster.
3: A squeeze monster, whatever that is. What's a squeeze monster? I don't know. He's squeezing his face. <laughs> not a... not a... not a weeping angel.
2: Oh. There they are,
3: scary.
5: Yeah.
7: Yeah. They are scary. I'm scared. Ian, yeah. Ian as a call back to a previous, uh, previous episode, can we get Elliot to say, uh, perfectly splendid? No! <laughs> 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 uh,
3: Elliot, could you say the words, perfectly splendid? <laughs>
5: perfectly splendid.
3: <laughs> just for <What's> Stella.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. From yeah. it was so irritating. But she's also, as we said, splendid. she's also the voice of Peppa Pig. Yeah, probably.
1: so that was not that was technically an audition for oh. Peppa Pig, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> perfectly splendid. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just say every okay.
3: sentence is perfectly splendid.
5: Every
4: sentence is perfectly splendid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
2: That's story? a
1: signage, I think.
3: Or signing say, even. Elliot, could you say the sow is mine? <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh,
1: no.
5: oh, well, well, we
1: are a horror podcast. We had to get there. Um, I did think about downloading some pod-safe Christmassy music that we could play tinklingly in the background for this episode, but then I realised. Horror fans don't listen to a horror podcast to listen to Christmas music, even at this time of year. So. No. Um, right, Sven, totally Sven and Kirst. Back. Oh.
3: Go back and watch TV now.
1: Are we, so we losing Elliot?
3: be on the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll we'll get boring soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, it's it's good it's a really good job i didn't get that music yeah. goodbye elliot lovely to see Bye. you have fun I'll have
3: to play prs on that now <laughs>
1: <laughs> kirsty and sven may i ask you what you're drinking
6: um do you what? want the long answer or the short answer
1: Oh, the long answer please
6: uh, okay so it's it's uh, freshly brewed uh, monsoon malabar brewed through a v60 dripper um using kind of a quick and dirty james hoffman method <laughs> uh, a shot of uh, Mr Black's
2: um, alcoholic cold brew coffee. And it's a- awesome. Ooh, I stirred a- my cocktail I- with a pen. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is the Gourmet Cocktail Makers podcast. Yeah. And we, we are covering every spectrum from from the, the true coffee makers to the, the pen stirrers of the yeah. listeners. That's great. And Ian and uh, Kelly, what have you got?
4: Well, I'm drinking gin and tonic from a tin. All nice. oh, right.
3: But, you can't be trusted to buy bottles of the stuff.
4: No, no. It's classy, <laughs> and you can take it on a train. We need
1: definitely uh,
4: gin and it. a tonic oh, yeah. train ones. Yeah. Probably. Oh
1: yeah, my mum likes those.
4: Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Still, did you just call
1: them the train
3: ones?
4: Yes. Well, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I always buy yeah. couple when I go on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also the handy for the handbag. You can just whip them out in a car park. Yeah. Yeah. And even like yeah. you, can, you can take them him to you work. Have, him in the,
3: have them in the have in the bathroom and nobody knows. <laughs>
4: it's like a. Uh, but mine's diet, so you know, <laughs> watching <Yeah>. my figure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good thinking. Um, so, Ian, did you say what well, you're on? Well, it doesn't really matter. I'm
3: just drinking.
1: <laughs> Anything will do. I, like,
3: like Stuart Lee says, I'm just drinking one of those ales. That you twenty-one-year-old, like Catamites, Catamites Regret.
1: <laughs> oh dear heavens! And I'm
3: drinking uh, black sheep.
1: Ah, well. I've
6: heard of
3: that one. Yeah. Good wow. for
1: you. And I have a mince pie to hand.
3: Yeah. Four,
2: it's
1: over yeah, the four for six pounds from uh, Morrison's uh,
3: and you so not. To... <laughs> not sponsored.
2: Excellent deal.
1: Not sponsored. So just to reassure the listeners, we are going to have something vaguely resembling content in this episode, but only vaguely. We're just going to have a nice horror trivia content. quiz. <laughs> and not. It's going to test our mettle as people who are knowledgeable about horror, but also there's going to be a question coming up, which is for the listeners only to answer. Two
3: questions, in fact
1: two questions shall we yes. tell them that uh, about uh, what they might win if they try and answer these questions and email us the, the answers
3: well one one the first prize is candy donated four issue run of cutaway comics um uh comics um litten based on the doctor who character um and the second prize is one of our uh, one of our favorite films from Grimfest. Uh, was they reach oh, yeah. there uh bry Troyer, who stars in it and is also the producer um has just sent me an email actually a couple of hours ago saying it is in the post and uh he's 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 oh. uh he's he's uh yeah he's sending it
1: he's well bless sent- you bry thank you so much That's mm-hmm. great.
3: also to say that it's because it's coming from it's coming from the States, um, that it won't be here till like the 20th of January. No. So, so our winner will probably get the DVD the beginning of February. Right. <laughs> well, you know,
1: I would say. Things come to those who wait.
3: Yeah, but the... that's
1: fantastic. So, basically, uh, we'll have those two questions. And if you feel like you know the answers, uh, email us at ambisouls.com. Uh, uh, the, uh, my company has an email address which is really hard to say in, in an audio form it's ambisoulslimited at gmail.com it is, is on really the website
3: a, <laughs> is you that can, really unpleasant people with really bad attitude and they can use both hands equally
1: <laughs> that would be ambisods, wouldn't it but um i, mean, I, 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 I know what you got
3: ambidextrous assholes as well really. <laughs> well that
1: is what i did want to call my company but um i was discouraged so anyway so you can drop us an email at that address which is still on the website or and i'll obviously put that in the show notes as well for those of you who are listening through your podcatcher um but also on our website there's a contact form page that you can use as well um, and listen carefully to the uh, the quiz and the question for the listeners will come up at a certain point. I say that because I don't really know when it will come up because I'm not the quiz master. Ian is, and he's done the planning. So, um, Ian, we, we need to be assembled into teams and then I'll I'll let you take it yeah. away. It's all right.
3: Well, with these questions, I'm a bit worried. I've either made them too hard or too easy because I don't know you guys in terms of... Uh... <laughs>
6: It's probably too <laughs> difficult for me. That's <laughs> hard. That's
3: hard t- uh, for <laughs> Kelly. But Kelly really doesn't <laughs> look at the genre at all, do you? So no. So as we've mentioned on the podcast before, but so, we did watch. I we watched films. We watched the Woman in Black and. Oh yeah. Nigel Neal that you told me to watch and yeah. you were quite scared but not that scared. No. And.
1: Uh, okay.
3: Um, and I got Kelly to watch The Exorcist and she had three panic attacks
1: during it. <laughs> yes, Kelly, we feel for you. That's um well done. Yeah. It 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 really upset me the first time I saw it, but then again I was a very impressionable sort of thirteen year old Catholic who was <laughs> convinced that the, the devil was sitting in a bed and talking at me and I found it very, very disturbing. Um yeah. I've got I I've I've got to deal with it a bit more now.
4: I am speechless. I mean, I'm speechless about the exorcist. I can't believe it was made. Right. I didn't even know evil existed before.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you were up in Cheshire. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I
4: know. Fe- I feel like my whole life was shielded. I seriously thought I was letting it in through my house. It was
1: dreadful. Oh dear. Um, the first time I watched
3: it, it did feel like we'd haunted the house. We all watched it as students and it—we none of us went to sleep. We all left all the lights on, like we'd let something bad in.
4: That's how it felt. I watched um, Blair Witch. <laughs> I lived by myself in a studio flat in, in um, a really awful place in Manchester. And I went to go and see... Uh, Blair Witch. Have you seen Blair Witch? Because you're all horror fans. Yes,
1: we, we, I think we all agree here that it's one of our it scariest ever movies. <laughs> yeah,
4: so I went to see it, but I was really into, I don't know whether you know about the style about wearing trousers and dresses over the top. Yeah, I yeah. know, yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was, yeah, it? It was like, the best thing I'd love to wear a dress But I don't shave my legs So, like, wearing a pair of jeans, amazing Anyway, um, so I was in that phase of life And then um, we were watching Blair Witch So I, I watched the entire film Through my dress <laughs> And <laughs> over my trousers And it was so terrifying Because the whole film is wavy trees and then I went back to my flat and I lived by myself in this studio flat. And the only view from my only window was some wavy trees <laughs> um, and it was just awful. It was just horrendous. It's the worst film I've ever seen. I'll never see it again.
1: <laughs> oh dear.
4: I think you're in the wrong place this evening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, I was drafted to be honest.
1: you drafted. We, uh, our aim is to give you only one panic attack, Kelly. Yeah. Get
2: through it
1: with just the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, we'll definitely all learn something about each other during the course of this quiz. So. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. So, uh, Ian, shall we assemble ourselves into teams or, or do you want yeah. to do
3: that? Um, well, I was, as we were discussing on the emails, I'm a bit worried who knows, because Kelly, Kelly's not playing, I, you're going back. Yeah, Kelly's... but I can see all the answers. Well you can see all the answers now anyway, so yeah. That is an advantage. <laughs> <you're not> <laughs> Actually, yeah. the
4: answers
0: I know. Shh don't I
3: thought <laughs> you're gonna read them out in a quickly rewrite. But I was just saying Kelly's not playing because you're going back in, to so stop a sudden burning the house down. But um or whatever it is you might do. Um but um I'm just worried that I, I don't I don't know which of you has low if i've if i've done the sort of knowledge that might have
1: more in common with dan well listen i think we should do it like this i um my suggestion (laughs) is that that we we do boys versus girls (laughs) simple as that so me and sven (laughs) because i i think we sven and i i think you and i have a a a nice a balance of of knowledge between us and then kirsty and stella you're both on more on the academic side of things, but your knowledge is in different areas of horror, so I think you'll be a good team. Um,
7: how do we do uh, that, Dan? How do we how do we compare? I mean, how do we compare
1: with our teammates? Oh no, there is no conferring. This is a podcast. It's a, it's all uh, you know. Every, basically, unless I I'm wrong, Ian, the way this is going to work is that you'll ask one question to one team. Yeah,
3: yeah. We'll confer yeah, so, out so, loud. So what's going to happen? It's going to be like a panel show. Yeah, oh, okay. and okay. I will ask a question for one team. If they then confer Whittally and banterly. and if you get it wrong, then it offered over, you get three points if you get it right. If it's offered over to the other team uh, and they get it right, they get one point um, right. and we'll see who wins at the end. Okay. okay.
2: And right at the end,
3: I've got a who am I thing, which I'll explain when we get there. Okay. Final round. That's- Christy,
2: I apologise in advance for being shit.
4: <laughs> right, I'm gonna go. Nice to meet you all. Kelly, it's um, been a pleasure. But I know like three of the answers. And they're really I know the three films. So oh my if God, I know them you know them. <laughs> <laughs> so if the answer's like really hard if the question's really hard, maybe the answer's really easy. <laughs> That's my advice. <clears throat>
1: That's that's like a rule for life.
4: That. <laughs> that's very <Yeah. that's, laughs> yeah. good.
1: Um, could you, uh,
3: because this is this is what happens on all panel shows. But could you get me a bottle opener, please?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: A- yeah, Sandy Tuxford is always saying that.
5: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, um, oh, superb. God yeah. bless Kelly. Right.
3: Yeah. So. Let me get it ready. So it's so it is men v women. Because I read the Guardian. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Do we have team names?
3: Oh, you can yeah. Come up with team names.
1: It's um, <laughs> fine. Uh, I think you should choose. You 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 suggested having names. I've yeah. not even
6: thought. <laughs> Instantly. Um, <laughs>
1: think of something related to horror and Christmas if possible like we could call ourselves for instance uh, the um, Krampuses the um... The
6: two Krampuses
1: (laughs) Okay, that's a superior sequel Krampi oh dear I'm happy for that one Uh, Stella and Kirsty are you going to have a team name?
7: We are the Sleigh
1: Bells. Yes. Oh, that is good. <laughs> that is superb. All right. No, chance, bells.
6: no <laughs> chance whatsoever. That's been on your mind. Ticking away somewhere, at least for the day. <laughs> How many weeks
2: have you been sat on that? <laughs> Last ah, so, all right, okay. But, you know, it's actually like,
5: Slay as
7: in, like, Slayer and then Bells. Yes. Bells.
1: <laughs> that was superb. It worked for me entirely. Um,
6: suddenly my name sounds shit. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> uh, well, no, I,
1: th- I think any name would pale in comparison to the sleigh bells. I, th- I think we've done okay. You're
3: going with the Krampuses,
1: uh, Krampie. Crampy Krampi is funnier. I'm, I, I'm happy with the Crampy. If you're happy, Sven, I'm cramped. crampy uh, in a basket. Cr- <laughs> 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 it just sounds like we're people with cramp, Crampy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Ian, Sorry. over to you then, I think to kick us off
3: Okay, crampi and slave
6: Okay
1: What is it they said? Dead air is a crime when it comes to radio so I'm just filling the silence here. Oh, Rod. dead air! Yeah. What's
3: said dead air? But well, what's dead air like? Dada. <laughs> air.
1: It's an art. Well, you have been really
3: intellectual. Okay, dead air is a crime.
1: That never well,
3: happens. Vampire. Since I put you down first, you're going first. Thank so you. It's, uh, it's three it's uh, it's three questions per round and four rounds, and round one. Is horror movies, 1900 to 1940s. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> this Let's is for see. the cramp Okay. R2 is F.W. Murnau's classic 1922 silent adaptation of Dracula. But the evil count, played by Max Schreck, is given which name?
1: The Graf oh, or- Orlock. Sorry, Sven, I didn't even let you think about it.
6: No, no, uh, I, I was just going to say I've heard it because Kirsty has banged on about that film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can't remember it. So uh, good work, Dan.
3: Nice one. <laughs> yes. Right. I hope it's right. Graf Orlock is right. Three points.
1: Superb. That's a drink to me. OK. <laughs> For the sleigh
3: bells. James Whale, director of universal classics such as 1931's Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein in 1935. Died in Hollywood, age sixty-seven, but in which British town was he born in eighteen eighty-nine?
7: I feel like you guys got the easier question.
3: Yeah, least, you know, I don't thought this was equally easy. But, well, uh,
7: there's, there's any, I don't well, know I <laughs>
3: Any thoughts? I probably would have struggled with Count Orlock and known this straight away.
6: That tells me everything I need to know about how little I'm going to get right on this question.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have no idea about that question. Oh, uh, well, maybe you've just got bad luck. Have you never
3: seen Gods and Monsters?
1: I never have.
3: With the, oh, it's brilliant. Maybe Ian McKellen is James Whale.
1: Yeah, I, sh- I really got, should. In
3: his, in his last last couple of years of life. Oh, it's brilliant. Doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
6: don't
2: know.
3: Well, it's a British town.
2: town.
1: Derby,
3: yeah, let's go for Derby. No, <laughs> no, are you gonna have a guess,
1: Crampi? Um, Sven, do you want to throw a town out? I'll throw a town out.
6: I don't know, a name, um, but there's a place called Wigwig Wig that always makes me chuckle.
1: Oh, that's a good name, it's,
7: it's a village,
1: oh, Or a ah, hamlet, damn it. Town, um, um uh, Eastbourne. I've, I just want to say that for some reason.
3: Now, it's got a very Eastbourne vibe, hasn't it? I think that's because of the sort of we kind of think of him as lounging around at the end of his life. But no, it's Dudley.
1: All oh, right, oh, What? Think now if you'd Dudley. said if you'd said where's Lenny Henry from, we would I have know. all got that.
3: Well do you know what? It's went funny, but an earlier an earlier draft of the thing was was mentioned Lenny Henry and I thought, Well that's just gonna give it away. <laughs> Which yeah. birthplace does he share with Lenny Henry? Well, at least they didn't pick up a point, Slay Bells. So second question. For the cramp In 1943's Son of Dracula, the titular count cunningly takes on the name Alucard, Dracula backwards. <laughs> which famous horror actor plays him?
1: Uh, I know this, Sven, only because I happened to watch a documentary on YouTube yesterday which talks about it, otherwise I'd draw a blank. That's I not- believe, because I've never seen this film, I believe it was Lon Chaney Jr.? Is that your answer? I, I agree I'm <laughs> with you. <laughs> Thank it's you, Sven. I have your support. It yeah. means a lot, always.
3: Oh, you back. Thanks,
1: fella. <laughs> Am I right, Ian? You are right. Hey! Okay. Uh-oh. So, yeah. The, the, okay. This... The, the, there's definitely... <laughs> okay. There is voter fraud going on here. <laughs> this, this process is corrupt. <laughs>
3: fake queers. <laughs> okay, Slay Bells, your question.
5: Yeah.
3: I imagine you will get this because you're academics. The twenty the nineteen twenty-one silent German expressionist fantasy chiller, der Mood Tod. Oh, this is where um, Sven's going to kill me because it's Uh-oh. German. <laughs> der *Mood Mut Tod and Deutsches Volksleid in six versen, which translates as weary death. A German folk story in six verses is known in English speak is known in the English speaking world as Destiny. Who mm-hmm. was the very famous director?
1: Oh, Come on, guys, do you know this? I think we watched this at university.
7: No, I don't think we did because this is, is the one that doesn't have any
3: intertitles, I think. The 1921 silent German expressionist fantasy chiller, the, the mood the Todd, I don't know the rest of it. The Mooder Todd, ein Deutsches Volkslied in Six Versen, which translates as We Deaf, a German folk story in six verses, is known in English-speaking world as Destiny. Yeah.
1: Who was the very famous director. It does ring a bell, though, because I remember thinking when we watched Destiny, its English language title has nothing to do with the German title. No. Um, but,
3: German expressionist fantasy chiller.
7: It sounds yeah. like the kind of question you would know the answer I, to. I've got, I, I've
3: got an inkling, but I'm not sure. I, well, right, inkle so. away. You can, you can, uh, you can discuss. Oh yeah.
5: yeah.
3: And I will. If Stella's got any poke face. No. <laughs> for, the pe- for the people at home who can't see me, poke face. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get, I don't think you would have put a Murnau question against another Murnau question in the same mind. so I'm gonna go Fritz slang.
3: I is that can... your answer? What about Stella?
2: No, I have yeah, no about... answer.
3: <laughs> Fritz Lang is right. Ah, ah yay! I did say German expressionist several times.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> crump in Nineteen In the 1936 Warner Bros. movie, The Walking Dead, which well-known horror actor starred as a man who wrongly executed for murder, is brought back to life by a mad scientist and seeks revenge on those who, th- those who framed him?
6: I'm going to let you take this one, down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Sven.
3: 1936 uh... Warner Brothers movie, The Walking Dead. Which well-known horror actor starred as a man who wrongly executed for murder, is brought back to life by a mad scientist and six Will Wenge on those six <laughs> <in the
1: end. laughs> Um I, I don't know. I haven't seen this film. I'm actually quite poor on pre-1940 horror, yeah. so, um, which I ugly. feel guilty about. But, so I'll just have to guess. Um, Bela Lugosi? Is that your answer? It's going to have to be. I think it... Please tell me it's not Karloff. I thought, Karloff can't have played two revived corpses in the 30s. So, Sleigh Bells,
3: ones. what's your guess for one point? Oh, no. is this
6: how it works? Yeah. I love the rules.
3: No. <laughs>
2: Clearly not. Is <laughs> it Karloff then?
3: Are you going for Karloff? It's Karloff. Yeah! Right. Man, on. Nice
7: one. Hello, that was terrible, stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, why, I've let you why, down. That's
3: why it was an interesting uh, question, because it's a bit like, who's that guy who plays undead people? Let's get <laughs> him in again.
7: That's so much. Okay.
3: <laughs> Sleigh bells. Over his 40-year career, George Wagner directed dozens of movies and TV shows, including 10 episodes of The Adam West Batman. And in 1941... He directed four feature films, South of Tahiti, Man-Made Monster, Horror Island, and which iconic horror for which he is best known? I
2: don't know. What year?
3: 1941. Not a lot happening in the world in those days, so I'll like, narrow no. it down. <laughs>
5: let
2: me just uh lean back and look at my dvd shelf
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no i mean i was gonna say white zombie or something but that's too early isn't it
1: i've thought of a clue that might narrow it down am i allowed to well, give them Dan, a clue you get
3: to, you, if they get it wrong you get to Give us an answer. I know, it. but I want to. All right, I, would ju- I know, was just being. It's been, not a quiz. It's not a quiz if you're going to patronise people. I just have been... Sancti- oh, I, just I, I
1: wanted to you. be sanctimonious,
3: but all right, fine. I'll. No. I'll hang back. I'm sure. I'm sure they will cane you on other rounds. <laughs> Probably true. 90s horror movie. Oh, I don't know. Um. 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 Um.
2: Okay, invasion oh,
3: Sorry? Oh.
2: Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
3: Are you going for that? Kirsty, are you happy with
7: that? Yeah, I, I don't know. So, I, yeah.
3: Okay, that is wrong. cramp Any <laughs> idea? Huh?
1: It's The Wolfman. It oh. is The Wolfman. Yeah. Oh. It's the only George Wagner film I know. And the clue I for would the, have...
3: For the listeners at home, Stella just did a very bad word. <laughs> 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 and Anna a tissue, I think. Yeah. Okay. At the end of that round, Bing Bong, sleigh bells are on four. Crampi are on eight. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like QI school. Oh no, you're not. Hang on. Not
2: right,
3: Ian. No, no. It's because I. It's because on one column I added up, and on the other column I didn't. So for some reason, <laughs> <that's a> six. <laughs> So three, three. One. Actually, that's that's pretty good as a quiz. Five plays four. Okay. Uh, sorry. So, yeah. sorry, who's Krampi? got i I'm confused. Yeah. Me too. No, no, sorry, you've got... Oh, I'm an idiot. Five <laughs> 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 plays four. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. so who's got what? Flaybells, <laughs> have got four. Crampi, have got seven. Okay. okay. Two right answers and one bonus. And okay, playbells have got one right answer and one bonus,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, that is okay. correct. So each round we get three questions each, is that right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So,
3: okay, okay, hit us so, round two classic horror, 1940s all the way up to the 1980s, right? I didn't want too many rounds, did we?
1: That's broad, so, okay,
3: crampi. Which actress, who went on to become a become a producer and pros- prosthetic makeup coordinator, starred as Nancy Thompson in 1984's *Nightmare on Elm Street*?
1: Um, I feel like I'm cheating by knowing this because I think somebody on the other team told me about it. Um uh, they, they did. yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: I know it. I know it. <laughs> oh, <I guess>. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm so ruthless um you I feel ruthless. like um Stella's team has earned this point <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I'm just gonna get it wrong and no, no, say no. uh, 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 uh J- J- Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs>
3: You're such a wimp, Dan. <laughs> no, man. it's not Jamie Lee. Oh Fucking Curtis. We'll make it up. One. We'll make it we up. I promise. it bells. Now you're going to really think that's hilarious.
2: It's going to be silly, isn't it? Heather Langenkamp, which is listed as Heather L. Anderson on the credits.
1: Yes, that's the name that that's she does I affect guess. under. <laughs>
3: Yes, that is correct. Super. Right. Dan, this is your last warning. You're not going to take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a quiz. Right, okay. You're okay going to win. <laughs> okay.
1: It's life and death.
3: In, Rose, in Rosemary's Baby, 1968, which actor, also well-known as a director and pioneer of American independent cinema, plays Guy, husband to Mia Farrow's Rosemary? And I thought as academics you probably get this
7: one. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I'm is it is it Bogdanovich? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> is it Bogdanovich? No. Ah, yeah. Well,
1: Dan and Sven? You
3: do this. You must Who do is?
1: It's is... John Casavetes. Ah, it is John no. Casavetes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay.
1: I've I've made up for my previous compassion now, Sven. It's it's all to the death from here.
3: Okay. And here I feel um, we are falling in Dan's favour again, I'm afraid. I think. Classic chiller, Night of the Demon, 1957, also known as Curse of the Demon in the USA, from director Jacques Tournaire, is based on the short story Curse of the Runes by which author?
1: uh well firstly it's called casting the runes not yeah, curse no. of the runes.
3: <laughs>
1: and secondly it, it's monty Rhodes james so yeah yeah that is yeah. in my area so to speak
3: mr james is correct okay well here's one that let's see are
6: you rewarding yourself with a
3: mince <laughs> You're
6: like.
3: Every season of University Challenge, they always have a smug, smug water drinker. Whenever they, get, <laughs> whenever they get it right, it always goes.
5: <laughs>
3: and has <have it. laughs> Tosses back their water like it's a whiskey. 1988 British horror film, loosely based on a Bram Stoker short story, features an early starring role for Dreamboat, Hugh Grant. I thought you'd get this immediately.
7: Can you repeat the question? Which
3: 1988 British horror film, loosely based on a Bram Stoker short story, features an early starring role for Hugh Grant? And I will add, it was directed by Ken Russell.
7: Yeah, see, I I I know this one, but it, I I like the the title is currently escaping me. Is
2: it what? about werewolves? No, no,
7: no. no. Yeah. Oh gosh, it, is it? Is it also got Liz Hurley in it?
3: If if she's in it as well, she's not in the piece of paper in front of me.
1: It does have other famous names in it.
3: Yeah, it has. So the, the the sort of the lead woman I was going to tell you was part of the yes, that's correct. Well that's wrong. So you've I've already added I've already <laughs> added the Ken Russell bit. Yeah. To be fair.
7: I don't know. Is it I don't is it just called Gothic? <laughs>
3: no. You are so
5: close. Oh God, I'm so uh... I don't
7: know.
3: Well, it's not gothic. And I th- I, I'm sorry, but I think Dan's going to tell me the answer. Yeah,
1: he is. He is. So yeah, so in 1986, Ken Russell made gothic for Vestron. They said, can you make another film for us? And he went, yeah. And they and he made the Bram Stoker story, The Lair of the White Worm, which also features, which is Hugh Grant, but also House, Peter Capaldi and Amanda Donohoe in it. And I've yeah, never yeah. seen it.
2: I've never heard of that.
3: I remember watching it years ago. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit racy when you're 14. It's a bit racy. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that is true. That's, that's
1: what, yeah. That's what Ken Russell films are for. Yeah, yeah but,
3: that is true. My dad, my dad used to work with Ken Russell. He, uh, my dad, edited the uh, the Wagner documentary, docudrama. Oh, right. And,
5: uh, Sorry, and
3: I met, I met, that. I met Ken Russell i know clang i met kendall <laughs> <world. laughs> nice clang. yes okay so whose question is it now it is Crampie. um which actress oh god Slay you're going to hate me which actress perhaps best known for her roles in hammer and amicus horror films has a small role in 1973's The Wicker Man as The Librarian.
6: Dan, I hear you like this
1: film. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it a couple of times, Fan. Uh, yeah, Ingrid Pitt. Uh,
7: passing familiarity. <laughs> That's
3: right. Oh, right. I, I'm, I'm really gunning for the sleigh bells to get this right. Which actor, best known for playing General's pattern in the 1970 biopic, and Richardson for D- Kubrick's Doctor Strangelove, as well as appearing in 1990's The Exorcist Three. that's a lot of clues, plays haunted New York composer John Russell in 1980 cult classic
1: The Changeling.
2: <gasps> I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an answer.
1: <laughs> Please, can I give Kirsty a clue? Because it would well, just... It's a, ve- 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 a clue that would I, I, only I, make sense well, to Kirsty. Kirsty, if you're struggling, yeah. think of a, fi- a, fi- a film that was famously made I- I near where you live, or you know, or in Shrewsbury that you um, told me about.
7: I, um, okay. it's, no. it's, the,
1: it's the lead actor from that film.
7: Oh. See, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's Christmas time. There's <laughs> no need to be afraid.
7: <laughs> I think his name's George Somebody, but I've forgotten. Give me mean, half a point.
3: And it's and you're allowed to and you're allowed to confer. It's your favourite film, or well, you love that film, Stella. I love that film too.
5: Yeah.
3: It's genuinely scary, The Changeling.
2: It is great, isn't it?
1: Has a really harrowing opening.
2: Yeah, I watched it when mm. I was a kid. I was off school, sick. I remember laying on the sofa and my mum put it on. Said, Watch this. You're not well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did not get better.
1: Listeners, it's on shudder at the moment. Another to reason to get shudder. Yeah,
3: and also very cheap on amazon <laughs> but you know everything is <laughs> so are we getting know. an answer
2: i don't know uh, yeah ju-
3: just damn it i think dan knows it
7: of course he does because it's dan we
3: should people. have a spend only round to uh, even things up no offense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in countdown where only one of them can yeah.
3: do it that's what we should do yeah well, what we can do is, yeah, instead of playing your joker, you have to play your Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dear. On, then, Dan. Who is it? Well, I, I think Kirsty's entitled to some points for what she said. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the uh, habit of
3: patronising people. Well,
1: mm-hmm. you, you you gave half the name.
5: Yeah.
1: So it's... Been...
3: Jo- Which George, then? Name, name, give me a surname to a George. It's not George Clooney. <laughs> and there are... Surely, other Georges that pop in your head will make
7: you. One that's popping into my head is George O'Brien, who was in Sunrise. Um, Oh, wow. That's the the only other George that's coming to me, which is a really obscure one, but there you go. But it's not him because he would have been completely dead by then.
3: (laughs) What about your synapses? What about your synapses, Stella? For a George. For a George. Uh, A film you really like from 1980. He He was quite old. Lots of other
1: films as well, though.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Which I said, yeah. *Exorcist* three, *Doctor
1: Strange*, <laughs> love, *Strange Love*, the pattern.
2: Curious George.
1: <laughs> okay, no
3: Good answer. of their answers is right. I'm <laughs> giving you enough rope. <laughs> Dan, yeah. put him out the misery.
1: George C. Scott. Ah.
3: See, I, I quite like the idea of,
6: uh, of *Curious George* um, playing a part in the *Exorcist* three. <laughs> that would work, you know, vomiting, you know, <laughs> all kinds of things, and Curious George just, you know, <laughs> just I but picking just
2: through the vomit and wondering what's yeah, in it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel awful at these teams, but um,
1: this is the point where I have to have feet of clay. I, I can't place who Curious George is. It's a monkey. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a monkey. Ah! It's, it's, very that very just makes silly. it even worse, Dan. You just. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, God, it's a pop, pop culture reference. It's just so beneath me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm um,
3: sorry. Anyway, I'm just feeling really sorry for Sleigh Bells because they are on five.
7: You don't
3: need your pity. You yeah. don't need your <laughs> pity. And crampy are on 16. <laughs> wow. All to play for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go into round three, we're going to have the first of our competition questions oh,
1: okay for the listeners written
3: out, so this is probably going to come out very garbled so this is for cutaway comics um who i also write for um they doctor who spin-offs um <laughs> all the board um all, all uh you know nothing dodgy or with a with permission of the uh ip holders um including eric seward um who was producer of doctor who uh in the 80s uh, and he has actually written this first one based on his character Lytton, which, as Dan will know, um, appeared in the adventures Attack of the Cybermen and Resurrection of the Daleks. But my right. question is, which you must email to that bizarre email address, Dan Redder, <laughs>
1: <later>. <laughs> Yes, I'm not going to try and
3: spell it out again. Which which amazing actor, who's sadly no longer with us, played Lytton in Doctor Who? Don't say it out loud, Dan. I so you know.
1: I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Brilliant. Okay. Round three. Modern horror movies, 1990s to the present day.
1: See, this is good because this is where I, I'm going to be rubbish. Um, oh,
3: you say that, but I bet you just look at the size of your egghead. You're just like, <laughs> like Mega mine <laughs> Okay. This is for Crampy. <laughs>
1: I think we're gonna have a visual version of this podcast on our YouTube channel.
3: <laughs> it's yeah. Which nineteen ninety sci-fi horror involving a killer robot was sued by Fleetway Comics on the grounds that the movie's plot was plagiarized from a story that appeared in the nineteen eighty-one Judge Dredd annual. Do you know Sven?
6: Um I don't know that specific annual. Um, <laughs> 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 you know,
3: so, um, it wasn't actually a Judge Dredd story,
0: I don't think, though. But it was in
6: 2000 uh, AD something, uh, which is really cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, Dan? Uh,
1: I, I, I do know. Kirsty, you may remember, at the bottom of the moor in Sheffield, they used to have this cool little store that sold cheap VHSs. I bought this movie from that for a couple of quid. Uh, it's Richard Stanley's Hardware.
3: It is indeed.
1: Yeah. It was completely it, not based on 2000 AD, but 2000 AD sued it afterwards for ripping well, off
3: one of their future... No, no, but, but it's, it's, it is actually a major plot point. I remember as I was watching it, going, that's from that Judge Dredd story, the bit at the end where... This is a spoiler for anyone. Anyone who wants to cover their ears for a 1990... <laughs> killer robot film but at the end she uses the fridge to hide herself i think and and that's the bit that happens in the like they totally well it might be a coincidence but it was found in court because i remember thinking that as i was watching it and then at the end it says it says based on a story by pat mills uh in 2000 ad right so it was kind of uh it was uh they got, they got him banged to rights.
1: So, um, yeah, that, that's the South African director, Richard Stanley, who just had oodles of luck throughout his career, got thrown off the island of Dr. Moreau and ended up not making a movie for 30 years, but has just directed The Colour Out of Space, which Kirsty's seen and I haven't watched yet.
3: Oh, yeah. I've still not seen that yet. But he that's did a, a, Devil as well, which yeah, I was a goth at the time. was very <laughs> excited he had uh, Fields of the Nephilim guy in it. Carl McCoy.
1: What? So, uh, what did you just say, Sven?
6: Oh, it's a really easy watch. It's <laughs> it's really relaxing. It's kind of the thing you want to watch just before, just as you're drifting off to sleep. <laughs> right. Uh, lulling, and it, it, won't, it won't plague you uh, <laughs> for eternity. Uh, oh,
1: it's good to have that assurance. Okay, <laughs> great. I, I, I love what?
3: the fact that I always think that when you see horror films on the side of buses, and it goes. You see a film and it says, in quotes, generally genuinely disturbing. (laughs) I I just think it will plague your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, Yeah, it will plague your dreams. I'm there. Okay, Mm -hmm. sleigh bells. Mm -hmm. Which director's feature film debut was 1993's Kronos? Oh, I know this. Is Guillermo
2: del so. Toro? If you... if
5: you're in... pardon?
2: Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yay! Yay!
1: <laughs> Girls are back in town.
2: Can I just cool? show you, even though it's this is radio and no one can see, this weird pen that somebody got me for Christmas. <laughs> oh, my word.
1: Jesus. Is that a
3: pen? Yeah. yeah. It's a
1: finger. Yeah. A
2: more, more evidence.
3: Yes, yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow
3: anyway yes. excellent franken style yeah right
1: uh,
3: this this well, we'll see i guess like all questions we'll see i was about to say this might be quite tricky but then again if you know the answer no so, <laughs> i often <find> why <laughs> which actor who went on to achieve huge fame in the office the american version as well as roles in Star Trek Discovery and in Shark Movie The Meg, stars as ill-fated Bill in Rob Zombie's 2003 directorial debut, House of a Thousand Corpses, which is awful in my opinion. (laughs) Agreed.
6: I I might know this answer, and I feel really proud that I might actually know this quiz.
1: (laughs) have you seen this film? Because I haven't.
6: No, no, but I, uh, hang on, what was the film mentioned? Sorry, you said Star Trek Discovery, and I thought,
3: put things together and put Star Trek Discovery, the American office, and the Meg.
1: But the film in question was The House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah he plays Bill yeah. in The House of a Thousand Corpses. I haven't
1: seen it. I have seen The Devil's Rejects, the sequel, which is one of the films I've most hated in life.
6: Wow.
3: Wow. Have re- really made a sequel to The House of a Thousand Corpses? Today. I think there are now
1: three of them, in. I'm i think there are three you
3: seem
6: angry about
1: that Dan. um although i'm, I'm...
3: three okay <laughs> <laughs> three
1: <laughs> it does uh, it Spen, does Spen, get to Spen,
3: me if Sven can get an answer
6: is is, is it rain wilson
3: yes
5: <laughs> oh, <right!
6: laughs> i'm always so happy when i get an answer in these quizzes because i i just feel like an idiot through most of it i just feel like I'm just a shell of a human being and then there's one funny thing because I've seen I'm so- married to a woman like that as well
1: <laughs> mate well done Sven
6: thank you thank you I'm gonna go now <laughs> <laughs> that's it you've peaked yeah this is as good as it's gonna get for me
3: <laughs> I'm not, going
1: nah, now. not true Sven pack you
3: off and the rest of it I got this.
1: okay good man
3: <laughs> right Slaybells, mm-hmm. <laughs> little known and critically panned 2009 horror Blood Creek starred a pre superstardom Michael Fassbender and was directed by which very well known director who died in June of this year? No
7: idea.
3: I thought there were too many clues in that question. Yeah. 2009 Blood Creek. Michael Fassbender was kind of known then, but not. He was obviously just on the cusp of becoming...
7: I'm not a Michael Fassbender fan, so I don't know uh, I would
2: have been. Uh, so. Who's his Director that died this year. Oh,
3: um, well, you're going to kick yourself. I thought this was too easy when I wrote it. Not well, like
7: that. as you said, you know... You just, don't...
3: To do it, just to rub it in. But if there's any, uh, for the people at home, Danny's looking puzzled too, so... <laughs> i wouldn't Got this. Um, <laughs> I don't
5: know. Oh,
7: God. I don't want to offend any anybody by naming a director who is <laughs> <it's> not actually. <laughs> I
3: <right. laughs> think that'd, that'd be all right because they'll still be breathing. <laughs> be like, cool, It's quite funny when you get.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I um,
7: don't, know. don't know. Are there many directors that listen to the podcast? Well, no, probably not. It's out
3: there forever, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing the answer to this question won't be listening
7: no, no. <laughs>
3: unless they have no. this podcast in heaven <laughs> or
1: hell. of course they have it in heaven, <laughs>
7: heaven, heaven. it would be
1: it heaven, heaven without this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
5: Definitely.
2: Definitely.
3: pass <laughs> pass, yep oh really? Yeah. okay, that is the wrong answer boys any idea? Died in June this year. I know, I know not a lot has happened
1: this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly it's not really a lot of people have died, problems. Ian, so it's kind of hard to...
3: No, no. You think You know what? Back. I should have looked up. I don't know what he died of. I don't think it was
1: COVID-19. Um,
3: Michael Winner.
1: I
5: don't
1: know. <laughs> Sadly, he's been with 30 us. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I saw... I was watching... Sorry, total tangent. I was watching Happy Valley yesterday on BritBox, and there's a bit where, like, a seven-year-old child goes to tell somebody to shut up by going, "Calm down, dear." And I found myself mentally trying to work out, "Wait a minute, when did Michael Winner die? How likely is that seven-year-old to be having been around to see those adverts?" Is he dead? He died several yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Never mind. I,
2: don't know.
1: I, think, <laughs> I think he. Do you
3: remember? Do you not remember the uh, huge morning Um, (laughs) the nation wept Yeah,
1: the flags are half-mast it's
3: like like Churchill's funeral all over again Michael Winner's died who's going to review our films and direct shit
1: films
2: (laughs) what was the answer to this one
1: I I don't know, I've no idea yeah, she Um, doesn't know, so don't feel too bad Um, can can I suggest a name just because I'm fairly certain it's wrong and I want to name a director who I hope is not dead
3: I will go and name the the
1: only person I know who's directed a horror film with um, Michael Fassbender in is James Watkins, who went on to direct The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, I don't, I'm not aware of him being dead, and also it's a different film, I think. But on the other hand, Eden Lake and Blood Creek do sort of like sound like the same film, but in different territories. That's... It's not James Watkins, who
3: no. is still with us. <laughs> it is Joel Schumacher
1: oh god
3: Uh, did you forget he'd left us
1: oh you know what that's horrible um i think you even mentioned it on a podcast well um a podcast that who uh, some friends of ours who who do the podcast called movie geeks united did do a a kind of tribute episode to him that i listened to because i've i've appeared on their podcast so i should have thought of that Uh, even so i would never have known the film
3: no, well, that's why I gave you the name of the film. Yeah. In the question.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and Michael Fassbender, and he died in June of this year. But you still didn't get it, any of no. you idiots. Okay. <laughs> Here is Crampi. You really, you really need these guys to get something wrong. Who directed one of my favourite films of recent years, 2015's The Black Coat's Daughter, sometimes inexplicably retitled February in some territories.
1: Dan.
6: Uh, you look genuinely confused
1: Dan. I'm just wondering I, I, I never know what you're going to say now Sven, I'm, I'm just wanting uh, to be uh, surprised so. well,
6: I'm glad to you know, <laughs> have a bit of mystery
3: about me yeah, than going,
1: huh. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's the enigmatic quality um, I haven't seen that film but I believe it's directed by Oz Perkins
3: Oz good Perkins indeed who is the son of uh, Anthony Perkins and it's an amazing, ama- Have you guys seen that? No.
5: Nope.
3: You really should take it out because it's, it's. Um. Oh God. You'll know. What's her name? She was in um, Mad Men and then in Sabrina.
1: Uh, I know. Kirsty. No, I don't know. and yeah. Shipka.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's great. She, she's absolutely amazing in the Black Blackcoat's Daughter, and um, and it's really satanic and scary, really, really creepy, low budget. I love Osgood Perkins. I am the pretty thing that lives in the wall as well. <laughs> it's just, have you seen that? <laughs> it's just, it's just. I think of...
1: <laughs> that film's on Netflix, by the way. But I think somebody is is making a hint. Have we reached the end of this round, Ian?
3: Uh, one more question. One and then more question. Really need a wee. <laughs> right. Other things they don't say on a, uh,
1: on a. Uh,
2: it's quality
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we'll have some
1: bridge music while everybody goes. Sway right,
3: okay. <laughs> bells. For your final question of this round, I think you might get this. Which seemingly inconsequential, but ultimately hugely important horror comedy hit cinemas in 1992, starring Kirsty Swanson in the lead role? Yeah.
7: We know this. One. I think I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but you know, I, I'm, I'm terrible at
3: this. Is is it is it Buffy the Vampire? Slayer? Yes. Yay! Did you know that Dan?
1: Of course I knew that.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: We all knew that. Let's go and have a wee. Put the music. Down. All right. Cue theme music. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. and we're back everybody hello so we've had our little loop break and we're ready for the final round of the quiz ian this is the quiz uh, the quiz round which is on the topic of christmas horror i believe
3: which... christmas horror which you asked me to do the whole quiz on and that's really hard because do you know what christmas isn't generally a very horrific time of year
1: it is in my brain <laughs>
3: <laughs> what easter
6: time of year is horrific in your brain i think well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: So, uh, but yeah, this is all about Christmas. Um, So, just to appraise you of the uh, scores, Crampi are on 22, and Sleigh Bells are literally 100% worse on 11. (laughs) Yay! I'm just trying to work
1: out the maths of that.
3: (laughs) That is 100% worse, isn't it? No. Yeah. Anyway, it's eleven <laughs> plays twenty-two. All to play for.
1: <laughs> Sounds Dennis like a tennis Fendi, score. That's
3: a really fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our, do our best. Purpose, don't do it on purpose. I really hate it when people give points away. Okay.
1: I am so reprimanded.
3: Crampy. <laughs> A two thousand and seventeen British Christmas zombie musical film, directed by John McPhail. Name the film. If you like, weren't winning by miles, I'd give you a clue. But
1: I think I think I know, but I haven't seen it. This just reveals so much my knowledge about films that I haven't seen. What the hell's the point of that? Um, unless. Sven, you know of another kind of apocalypse musical? I think it might be called Anna and the Apocalypse. Kirsty's nodding. I think that. So, I think that we'll go. For, we'll go for that answer. That yeah,
3: great. it was Anna. a highlight of Grimfest a few years ago, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing mm. film. It's doing really well when you when you go online and you just see, like, a little Scottish movie, isn't it? um, Like international lists of best Christmas horror movies, it's really up there. <laughs> oh. Like uh, it's got a really good reputation for a little film we all saw at Grimfest. So let's
1: try and watch it this Christmas.
3: Sleigh bells. Which actress, best known for her role in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, plays sorority student Barb in classic 1974 slasher Black Christmas?
7: I feel this is
3: one Dan would have just got like that.
7: <laughs> no. No, <laughs>
3: Dan, I'm Sorry. No, no yeah. idea? No idea. The Christopher Reeve yeah. Superman movies. No, no. The Christopher Reeve Superman movies.
2: Yeah.
5: This, did
3: you want, <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> Christopher Reeve <laughs> <laughs> Superman <laughs> movies. <laughs> like speaking to foreigners. <laughs> <offensive>. <laughs> <laughs> no answer no answer came then mm. do you know boys
6: um.
1: <laughs> yeah i know yeah.
7: yeah dan knows of course he knows of course he knows
3: Just...
1: what's the answer dan <laughs> it, it's margot kidder isn't it margot kidder i thought that was too easy
7: Literally i have never heard
3: that name before in my life. No, me neither. Never heard of Margaret. She played Lois Lane. So? So in the yeah. Superman movies. And she was in Black Christmas. Yeah. Have you not seen Black Christmas?
1: To be fair, that's about it. She didn't do No, yeah, but
3: Black Christmas is amazing. Yeah. It really is amazing. Okay. Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> getting ready. That's a picture. As featured in Ruben Playa's documentary The Horror Crowd, which we reviewed on this very podcast as part of our GrimFest 2020 coverage, name the 2018 Christmas-themed slasher directed by spooky Dan Walker. (laughs)
6: Dan Dan looks like he might know the answer.
1: That was a grimace of the wrong kind of terror. Um,
3: Oh, no! Is there a wrong kind of terror, Dan?
1: Because A, I haven't I haven't seen that film, and if you remember, I still haven't seen it. And if you remember Ian and um, Stella when we reviewed it on the show, which was obviously you guys reviewed, it, I just sat there. I said, who, "Who the hell is Spooky Dan Walker?" Well, I really don't know.
3: Well, you, you it's, I wouldn't feel too bad if you're genuinely dropping a bollock rather than patronising people, then it's probably quite good for the uh, <laughs> for the quiz. <laughs>
1: Consider a genuine bollock dropped. (laughs) Because I don't know. No,
3: No, Sven's dropped the bollock too.
6: I I have also dropped the bollock. Sincerely.
3: Okay.
1: It's good to have solidarity.
3: Kirsty and Stella, do you know the answer?
6: I I don't
2: know, Stella. Is it called sleigh bells?
3: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kirsty, you're just not very original. Superb! That takes you up to twelve points. That would have been awful if you guys didn't get the one. I
5: know. Yeah.
1: So that's yeah, great. Yeah. Well then.
3: Yeah. It's an amazing play on words called <laughs> Slay <Bell>. <laughs> <laughs> And Kirsty's going, but I've just written that as a massive draft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh us yeah, so sleigh bells now. Which This is very weird how this has come out. Which 2015 Christmas comedy horror is directed by Michael Doherty and stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Kirchner? And that's Stella and Kirsty. Is it
7: Krampus?
3: Yeah!
5: Hey!
1: <laughs> Was that, that that weird? That is weird how <laughs> that question felt. Yeah
3: wow and now you're uh, now you're gaining okay <clears throat> not enough though i feel <laughs> I, I well, say, we've, we've got one more round after this in which there are 10 points to play for um
1: so i'm look, just gonna spend but... keeps cutting out so i'm just gonna say what did you just say then sven
6: uh, i knew the answer to that Ah, because i really yeah.
1: like it so uh, uh yeah is he the guy who's also in um uh oh. creation so uh, i've only seen one episode of that so maybe i've never seen krampus
3: is it good because it's on netflix right now we haven't seen it no we were i've heard really good things it's a cover. it's a cover cover comedy (laughs) i've 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 not had a i haven't had a (laughs) oh dear I once, uh, I once got, um, I once got arrested, and just before I was bundled into the car because I was so drunk, I was trying to say I haven't had a drink, a drink stable, as a joke. <laughs> and I was, and I said I haven't had a drink <laughs> and, and like like with Nail and I or something, I just, I just had to be carried. I was, I, I doubled up laughing at how ridiculous that was. and I had to be carried in to the police car with. Still in the fetal position. <laughs> because I was laughing so hard at the fact I couldn't say it. I haven't had a <laughs> drink stable. Um, anyway, is that, is that my <laughs> Are you going <laughs> to <No. laughs>
1: Let's have one more, I think, Ian. I- I'll...
3: We don't like a smart. We're going to do that in the, uh, in the new year, aren't we? We're going to do uh, Bad Boy Bummy. I hope so. So, where was I? Who needs a question? <laughs> uh sleigh bells do they no no no, no just yeah, no, no. they krampi. just got krampus so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's it's not because you guys got the sleigh bells one and they got krampus one and now
1: okay. yeah
3: so this is for krampi actor henry travers starred in over 50 films in the 1930s and 1940s but he's best known for his role as guardian angel clarence in the best christmas movie ever it's a wonderful life but in which 1933 science fiction horror film directed by James Whale did he star alongside Claude Rains? That's a lot of clues. <laughs> uh,
1: I think it must be The Invisible Man.
3: It bloody is. Well done. Right.
1: That's another one I've never seen.
3: Yeah making horror questions Eve is difficult okay <laughs> now final question before we go on to the other round the final round <laughs> uh, which is which is not questions well it, it it's a sort of oh you know, I see. when we get there this is the final question round mm-hmm. okay for the sleigh bells which pj rated bloodbath takes place on christmas eve in a small american town of Kingston Falls. Oh, damn it. Dan knows this. I can see it in his face. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh,
3: God.
7: I don't know. Do I... Which
3: PG rated?
7: Well, would... is it, I don't know. Stella, any thoughts?
3: No. <laughs> no. Is it Grandpa? No answer. You're not going to have a guess. For oh,
7: three nice. points, I said, "Is
3: it gremlins?" Oh, is it what?
7: Gremlins. Gremlins.
3: Yes, it is.
5: Yay! <laughs> what? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I thought that was so easy. Okay, at the end of the uh, final question round, and before we go into the uh, "Who Am I?" round, which I'll explain in a minute, we have on eighteen points sleigh bells, and on twenty-nine points. Uh, what you called? Grandpa? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Our, okay. Second que- our second question uh, for, for the, the readers, listeners. For the listeners, the readers, yeah. the listeners. Um, is: We loved, uh, when we were covering Grimfest earlier, the film They Reach. Um, and the filmmakers are sending us a DVD, which we can then send to the listeners or to the listener who gets this question right. So the answer is simply, the question is simple. Who directed the damn film? (laughs) They reach. Have a Google, send us an email. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The final, the final, uh, the final round is called Who Am I? I love it. We used to do this at, when we went to Edinburgh Film Festival, they used to the quiz was amazing. It was full of like the geekiest, most knowledgeable film film critics, and it was quite a thing of beauty to watch a film quiz about all film in the Edinburgh Film Festival. People from all over the world, and it was amazing. But they always had this they always had this round called Who Am I, and basically, as we're going to do here. You get ten clues, but um, I ask I ask you one clue. And when you want to, when you when you think you know the answer, or you're going to gamble that you know the answer, you have to email me, um, send me a Facebook message. Uh, so no conferring. Um, and you get if you if you get it on the first question, you get ten points. If you get it on the second one you get nine points and so on. Um so I, I once saw it and it was literally somebody just said, I was born on this date and somebody guessed straight away. Um it was uh it was your oh god, what's the bloody name from murder she wrote? Angela
2: Lansbury.
3: Yeah, it was Angela Lansbury. He literally knew Angela Lansbury's num uh birth date. Right. That was all it took. So, um,
1: so for the purposes of this here, now we in teams. Still you are or... in
3: teams, but I guess I guess you have to go. I think I know that and discuss, but don't say the don't right. say the thing out loud. If if one of you goes, oh my god, I think I know this, then the other person has to go. Go and then do it or not do it because you oh, only get to answer once.
5: That's
3: the good. thing. You only get to answer once. So you if won't. you realise you're wrong, then you just.
2: Dan and Sven, oh. you can use the chat on here.
1: You
6: yeah, know,
1: um, but uh, well, yeah, Kirsty can see that that's the problem. We've got two two members of opposite teams sitting next to each other.
3: Shall I, I think, no, no offense, Fench? But shall we cross that bridge when we come to it? Yeah,
6: <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> if I'm sitting there and going, I know the answer,
3: if you know the yeah. answer, then you can text,
6: but then, then you can
3: get grab, grab yeah. Kirsty's phone and text me if you don't okay. no mind. We'll sort it out. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens with these clues because it's quite obscure to start with deliberately. Oh, let's see. So <laughs> <laughs>
6: yes, I know. I feel so. But you
3: never know. I, I, I'm worried you might get it from the first one. In which case, you, you, you are exactly the right thing.
6: Well, I, I did win a game of Cluedo on the very first turn. Uh, once which is also that was my other peak gaming wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my first go and I went, is it such and such and the such such
3: and such and they were like, Well yeah. And that was <laughs> it. Um, Kirstie, you were right. Your first date was amazing.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, sudden link. The other day I was watching Celebrity Mastermind. And Omid Jalili got the question in the general knowledge round. In the game, Cluedo, who is the yellow character? Colonel what? And he went, Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, interviewed, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed Omid Jalili once. Um, and, uh, he was on the phone. <laughs> but he, uh, he assured me he was just in a sound. And his wife was laughing in the background because she said, I can't believe you're taking an interview in your towel. <laughs> and then he went on to talk about his balls quite a lot. <laughs> uh, in relation to Oliver Reed, squeezing them really hard in graduate. <laughs> 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 that that left me to believe he really was in his towel and had just got out of the bath. When I well, but yeah, anyway. It's going like to be on it. his mind. I yes. think I think Ian, we, we, we might... Still hurts. <laughs> oh
1: my god! I think Ian, we <laughs> might have to have a sound effect for whenever you drop a name. Oh really? Just be a, an anvil crash.
3: An anvil crash. Okay. Or
1: something. But um, that it is it Josh is a skill that you have. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. This is the first clue. If you think you know after this, then you get ten points. But you only get to guess once. So if you know it that's a big deal and you have to
7: when, when when sorry when do we actually tell you that we know
3: you you say that you know and you have to send me the thing so it's like just it's sure. like a sealed envelope thing but we're doing it remotely okay so uh i tell you what let's have let's have a guess each in case one of you's wrong but it has to be anonymous well not anonymous we have to say i think i know and then you fire off so you've got to go you've got Dan's got to go, Sven's got to go, Kirstie's got to go, Stella's got to go.
1: But presumably if we don't really have any idea, then we'll just leave it until the last possible yeah, yeah, well, time yeah, yeah, and yeah, then you just only get,
3: you only get to use your guess. You only get to fire once. Right. So it it's all depends on, oh, I think I know, but I'm going to wait for the next clue kind of thing. That's how it works. Or in the case of the Angela Lansbury one, he literally was so confident, he, he walked up, slapped his answer on the desk in front of the thing and went, I know... And then they obviously they have to keep it secret till the end, okay. and we're all there going bastard. I bet he does know, literally from the date. But anyway.
1: the, list, the listeners won't know until they've heard all ten clues, will they? No,
3: man? no, no. I'll tell you at the end, unless they're really clever and they know. This is like yeah, a task listening final challenge.
6: Isn't
3: it? <laughs> it probably is. Okay, I'm I'm being really maverick. I'm not even starting with the date they were born, and I'm really scared that this is actually going to make somebody know what this is but anyway fuck it first clue for 10 points if you know on this clue who am i i'm named after the town i was born in if you think you know ping me a message if you don't i'll move on anyone know anyone willing to have a guess
1: no not me nope.
3: thank god i was really scared that was uh gonna make people go everyone bloody knows that um. No. Okay. Knitting to do while I wait. For nine points. Second clue. In I was born in Minnesota, USA, on October twenty-ninth. Anybody willing to send a thing? No. For eight points. In nineteen seventy-one. Anybody? No. Mm. LSD guru Timothy Leary is my godfather, and my middle name Laura is from my parents' friend Laura Huxley, wife of novelist Aldous Huxley. Oh, it's
7: starting to ring some bells. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah, but no. Okay. Question five for five, po- uh, clue five for five points. I'm oh, Jewish, okay. and my family name. But not the name you know me by, is Horowitz.
7: Oh, I know.
3: You're gonna send. You're gonna fire off your clue. Stella gets to do one later. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Dan.
1: On. Uh, so not the name that they're known by, but their real their name.
3: Family, their family name is Horowitz.
1: So no, I have no idea. Sorry. Do
3: you think I
6: would know this? Yeah. Really? No, I don't oh. think you do. But... <laughs> I said if for are second there. I felt very confident in power. <laughs> oh, no, no. no!
7: Shut no, down. No chance. <laughs> Sorry, this. I was too busy. Like, it's, it's all like subterfusion, you know, confused by things.
3: I'm just going to go and have a look on my messenger. Ooh. Okay. I'm not going to say whether you're right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. gets to the end.
7: It's okay. Right,
3: okay. Question six for... Oh, this is for five points. In fact, you've got six points if you were right, Kirsty. Question six, I'm an actress. So all that information you've had so far, plus I'm an actress. Yeah. What, are you looking at me like I
6: should know this no. answer?
3: Oh. Okay, so no. run through, I'm, I'm named after the town I was born in, in Minnesota, USA, on October the 29th, 1971. LSD guru Timothy Leary is my godfather, I'm a middle name, Laura, is from my parents' friend, Laura Huxley, wife of novelist Aldous Huxley. I'm Jewish, and my family name, but not the name you know me by, is Horowitz, and I'm an actress. Okay,
6: Um,
3: next clue, clue seven for four points. My many film roles include the lead in a 1994 movie based on a novel by Louisa May Alcott. Which is described by some as the most perfect Christmas movie ever. Are you, is anyone going to go for it? Out of Stella, Sven, or Dan? No. Is Dan well, going to send me a thing? Um. You only get to guess once.
1: No. We'll be um, miles ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. This
7: could equal it very quickly. No, 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 we? no, well, no, I don't think. It could <laughs>
1: I had a guess, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, so no. What we should do, actually, I know this is changing, uh,
3: changing the rules at the last minute. Stella and Kirsty, and Dan and Sven, all the all you can all join in, not as a team. So whatever Kirsty jo- scores and whatever Stella scores and whatever Sven scores and whatever Dan scores will all be added on.
1: Hey, and therefore, what's the point?
3: <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Get... As in, as, as in, it's not just it's not just the teams. You're now acting individually for these points. Yeah. So the most each.
1: So 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 say so. So Sven and I both make different guesses, uh, but each of our answers, the points is added to the team score. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Quality podcasting.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> working out the format while we're, while we're drinking and recording. Uh, stay in the track. Yes. <laughs> So, are you sending me a thing, Dan? Nope. Nope? Okay. Me neither. I'm just trying to give the sleigh bells a chance to maybe edge in if if Stella jumps in with a right answer. But I'm not patronising you in any way. Okay. Next question for three points. Uh, Next clue for three points, if you get it right on this. Another of my films from 1990 features a famous Christmas tree scene and stars my then boyfriend in the lead. Stella, have you had a lot of white Russians?
5: Yeah. Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to kick yourself once you can use your legs again. <laughs> what about Dan or Sven?
0: yeah
3: At the moment, you're on three points. Kirsty may or may not have scored on whatever have, one it was.
6: I have
2: six.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kirsty did get it right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I? Got it on
3: question five, didn't you?
1: I thought you weren't going to give that away, Ian. Until I when. know, but. <laughs> um. Next hey, one yeah I'm just rubbish at this kind of question I know that when when I find out what it is I'll realize I should have known it but I just can't put together these lateral clues I'm terrible at this kind of thing yeah well it's good to know that God
7: does not give me both both hands Daniel
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay no one no one going no okay clue nine I didn't think it'd get this far um is clue ten just the answer <laughs> no, not quite, but but I, I would have thought Louisa May Alcott would have been the answer, if not all the others. But uh, anyway, this boyfriend had my name tattooed on his body, then altered it
1: after we broke up. Oh, oh no! I was right. All well, right. You should have uh, the then, uh, we? Well, no, I, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
3: um, Type it in. We'll go for it. Stella typing it in as well. What about Sven? That's, nah.
6: <laughs> I don't know
3: what's going on. I don't know who anyone is. I don't know people's names. <laughs> uh, oh, oh I like oh. my mum. Oh. From podcast down to everyone, brilliant. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it's
6: from, it's here as well. Uh,
3: hang on a minute. Sorry, I, uh, no, I Right, <laughs> right, Sven. Being honest, did you see that message?
6: Yes, yeah. Yeah. You did.
3: Well, this is the last one, anyway. After a few more years. After a few years more famous for anxiety, drinking, and accidentally shoplifting, I hit the big time again in 2016 on a hugely popular Netflix series.
6: Yeah.
3: Would you have I, got it from that? I would that? have
2: got it from that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I know the answer now. Thanks yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I so you another you, answer, though.
3: Did you answer me? I sent
2: Ooh. you one privately. Yeah,
3: yeah. Your, so um, just, Dan, 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 Dan rather sent me in a... In a
1: a, I sent it to everyone in the chat. Oh,
3: Stella, <laughs> you've you've
1: disappointed me.
5: <laughs> See
1: the thought process I went through. I, I did I did get it when the Louise Mailcot clue came up, but I actually haven't seen that version of Little Women, and I thought I was gu- I was thinking it was Winona Ryder, and then um, I thought, yes. Oh no no, she wasn't in, in Little Women. She was in The Age of Innocence. Yeah.
3: Anyway, for the listeners the at home, same? the answer was Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and St- Stella, Stella, to take the piss, sent me the, uh, the message, Pamela Anderson. Because
2: <laughs> you said that she the tattoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. I remember the video. <laughs> I, I don't get that one that's gone all over my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But, yeah, Johnny Depp um, had her name tattooed. on. on yes, and then, on and then his...
3: changed it to Wino Forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when not they split, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Dan, which one did you answer it on?
1: Either two or one.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't remember.
3: It really was two, yeah. And Stella didn't. And Sven... Are we going to say you would have got it on the last one? I I, I would have got it on like the... the even's Sven, <laughs> got it on the last one. So at the end of this quiz, final, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit closer. So it did what it was supposed to do. 24 for Sleigh Bells.
5: Hey.
3: 32 <laughs> for the Superior gender. Thank God!
5: Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: When can you i say that out loud a pair of single fingers from stella here <laughs> okay
1: quite right well
3: that was fun so uh this has been my first time doing a podcast drunk um i
1: think that's uh <laughs>
6: the
1: other one yeah <laughs> how would you know yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that uh, was our, our first i love Christmas doing quizzes. special I really do. quiz really podcast so yeah no, so, Ian, you, you're you you great at it, and um,
3: I didn't last seven hours. At the last, when at the beginning of lockdown, I did a oh, I'll do a quiz, and I think I had people locked in for seven hours, too to embarrassed to leave. Yeah, we
1: we all turned up thinking <laughs> we were going to have do a couple of hours and then go and have our tea, and we ended up spending essentially a full working day doing this <laughs> this quiz until about quarter to three in the morning. It was good fun, though. It was great fun.
3: Yeah, I've that's had the... Dings and Dragons sessions this Zoom that have uh, this lockdown that have lasted longer on Zoom. I must admit.
1: Wow. Oh Well,
3: i a bit sad.
1: I, I've got all the friends who, who play D and D over over Zoom. I've never played D and D, and I can't. I don't know what the how, how you do it over Zoom, but um, you just you, you just know,
3: speak, it's just speaking. That's the weird thing. Need playing back? games is oh. just speaking before all these video games came in. To literally speaking, I pays me rolling dice, and then you, then you <laughs> the, the
6: people are being honest about their dice rolls, because I would totally
5: lie. Oh no,
3: well no, I'm same. I'm always a dungeon master anyway, so I always do the uh-huh. dice rolls, and I'm never honest about it anyway, because else they'd all be dead. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just a storyteller using the uh, medium of role playing games <laughs> to uh, to entertain people actually. So uh, yeah, I just go I just roll and roll and roll. And only when it's really exciting do I put the camera down on the dice. (laughs) That's how we do it. Anyway,
1: I'm already married, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's that's that's the sound
1: of a thousand breaking hearts. I
3: know, I know, I know. Uh... Um, So you did say, Dan. You yes. you were going to get us to do our favorite Christmas horror moments uh well really? i did
1: I did mention I'm actually that preparing
3: that. it thought one time you do something, and I never bloody repair. I never repair. mentioned
1: it, yeah, that's true, but I've, I've, did I we explained. all think of something
6: No. okay <laughs> your own personal Christmas horror moments
1: um well, i mean or or film oh. or or song or anything. I kind of imagined it as an introductory thing to get the chat going but then we didn't really need it so i never mentioned know. Oh, i just
3: thought i'd bring it up because i actually prepared i was going to say the crushing the crushing despair and ennui of watching of watching uh it's a wonderful life which i absolutely love but i don't know why people say it's a stupid feel-good movie because it's so <laughs> depressing <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> i love it the don't bit think- when he goes the, the just the pitch of despair they get him to when he goes don't like pla- i don't want plastics he's literally yeah. he's literally ready to jump off that bridge yeah it's and, you're, it's, there, a of and you're there with him i don't know why it's got this reputation of being all cozy and oh look listen mommy angels get their wings well and it's and it's it's <laughs> it has a it, it earns its ending like no other film absolutely i adore that film but it really takes you down
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's only feel-good in the last five minutes. The rest of it's yeah, yeah. about a man contemplating suicide. I mean, you know,
3: yeah, yeah. you expect. It's great. I just think it's quite an unusual film that people that don't really know that much about it mm. kind of go, oh,
0: stupid feel-good movie. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, and it's probably the title, isn't it? If all you know is the title, you, yeah. you assume that it's a, a, a happy film about a wonderful life. I think I think I think
3: we're probably being. Let's let's, let's uh, get the. How can we get the mood back and still be a horror podcast? What's everyone's favourite top ten top top kills? <laughs> <laughs> oh my heavens!
1: I bet everyone's got one. What's your favourite kill in a movie?
2: Uh,
1: Stella, you look ready to say something.
2: Well, not in a movie, but in the screen. In real the-
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder you actually did. It was this bloke.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, he'd stolen the last bit of pumice. <laughs> in, the Scream, in the Scream TV series, in the first season, there's the bit where she's going to rescue her boyfriend, but she trips the wire, and the bit of farm equipment comes down and slices him in two. And then you, you see it from the front and then you see it from the back and you see him just split in half and her screaming in the middle. And it was just so unexpected. And just like, what? And it was really, really good. Really, really uh-huh.
3: good. I love yeah. that. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you? What about you, Kirsty? Oh.
2: What's
7: your favourite kill? Favourite kill. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, God. Um, there's a horse. In uh, Tarzan sings the cell. Oh,
5: yeah, 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 yeah. A horse. There's,
7: there's a horse. It's really a kill though, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's it, like well, a it's skate. a kind of dream, dreamy, dreamy kind of thing. But there's a horse, and it's sitting in a room, and there's a clock ticking, tick, 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 and uh, kind of. I think Jennifer Lopez is just sort of wandering around the horse, going, "Well, what's, what's a horse doing here?" And <laughs> I mean, then, and the then the up. alarm goes off, and these, you know, kind of blades come down, and then separate the horse into segments.
1: Nice. Oh right! It's oh nice.
7: Cows, yeah, yeah, I was
3: going to say. I was about to say that sounds like a Damien Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, piece. yeah, and
7: then Brian Fuller, obviously, because we've got to get a reference in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew this <laughs> <she> was coming, <laughs> Kirsty,
1: and it's quite right. Yeah, go one for of it. Death
7: In Hannibal is inspired by that segmentation
1: and. Uh, right, yeah. and that's a great death. That was actually my first choice. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh.
3: Well, that's your. Was bit- that going to be your death? Was it?
1: Well, I mean, I don't. I don't really think I have a favorite death but because I I don't really think of horror in that, that term in a way it's more about how it makes me feel um but uh you know that that the the kill in Hannibal which is that Damien Hurst style um bisection of a person is a really great I mean that's not the death is it it's you see the aftermath you don't see that happen um but it's um that's that, that's really memorable um
3: What's your favourite post-mortem disfigurement?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's my answer. So yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
1: how about you, Ian? Do
3: you know what? I don't know. Um, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> because you mentioned the horse, the first time I saw Apocalypse Now and that cow getting uh, oh, yeah. getting properly twatted. Um,
1: oh, well, yeah, which is genuine footage, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's weird yeah. because some things get banned and then other things don't yeah, yeah. Like there was a, there was a film years ago in Edinburgh, and because it had cockfighting in it, it was banned, and they, and they were like and it was like they were going to show it um, and then in, and then the police the police were like, "No, no, you haven't we, we really are going to close this down because mm-hmm. it had some real cockfighting in it, okay and then then you can watch Apocalypse now on Amazon
5: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And walkabout,
3: which has got kangaroos being ripped apart yeah. by boomerangs.
5: Yeah,
3: it's uh it's weird. But yeah, but but creative, creative, really creative kills are kind of half the fun.
5: Yeah,
3: I think I think Peter Jackson's Bad Taste has got quite a lot of amazing ones in, where uh, where uh, Derek, who I believe is played by Peter Jackson, yeah, jumps jumps into the head alien with a chainsaw. And slices through his head, and then slices through his body, and then comes out in his groinal area, <laughs> covered in covered in guts, covered in blood, and then goes, oh, "I'm born again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is uh, and that's quite Christmassy, actually.
7: Yeah,
3: yeah, it's Nativity. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, of
7: born. course, that's
3: pretty much how I think that's how Jesus, our Lord, came into the world. <laughs> a chainsaw through Mary's head <laughs> and then out through her legs
1: um, it does remind Sorry. me of uh, <laughs> you know uh, Jackson's next film uh, what was it um,
3: Braindead Braindead
1: thank I'll you I can um, for the Lord that's just full of great kills isn't it and yeah, yeah I yeah. think I probably would uh, get pick the the one where the guy has to punch a zombie through the back of the uh, he, pu- he goes to punch a zombie at the back of the head and um and and the fist goes all the way through and comes out the zombie's mouth <laughs> um <laughs> that's
3: pretty cool yeah, that's I great that to my kids when well they kind of started watching it on youtube when they were really young and i thought well i had to be in the room for this and uh, and they just love the bit where he just he decapitates a zombie and then chucks it into the uh chucks it into the blender and presses the switch
1: right <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, you know, I think that film still has the award, I think, for the the, the most quality splatter content. Yeah. It, so. is,
3: it's, it is very, very Christmassy. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My friends,
1: I think we're coming up to time for this Christmas episode yes. of the podcast. Just before we finish, I, I do agree. want to make the point, I feel like you guys don't agree, but it seemed to me that a Christmassy horror podcast... Was a perfect match. I've always found Christmas to be full of of horror things, and I I just kind of view Christmas as like a longer version of Halloween, basically.
5: Um,
1: and uh yeah, it's to me it's all about the ghost stories and stuff like that. And I, I tweeted to this effect last week from the podcast, and. Um, A number of people agreed with me but they might have been scattered to the far corners of the planet who knows
3: i think think in the non-christian sense of the word that's probably very true yeah it's the darkness and this is the shortest day
5: Hmm. which
3: was yesterday wasn't it yeah that's that's the actual christmas
1: fuck the the nazarene (laughs) yeah well um yeah (laughs) let's be traditional about this um (laughs) And, uh, and and yeah, and I think the BBC kind of agrees with me because there are tons of ghost story type things on the iPlayer. I'll I'll say this as a, by way of a recommendation for this yeah. week. By the time this episode goes out, the movie Ghost Stories should be on the iPlayer, and several of Mark Gatiss's, uh recent ghost stories uh, will be up there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they haven't made a new one this year, but, but you know there has been a, a global pandemic, yeah. so. Such
3: yeah, I'm really excited. In a slightly different tone. Really excited about the uh about the uh, Christmas special of ghosts.
7: Yes. Tomorrow just tomorrow, I mean, it was it was tomorrow,
3: tomorrow isn't it? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah,
1: by the time this is on. But, yeah.
3: <laughs> if you okay. listening to the podcast.
1: But, yeah. Is that really a Christmas special or is it just the last episode of the series?
5: No, no
7: it's a Christmas um, No, no, it. they
3: made it. I've heard yeah. them interviewed. It's a Christmas special and they recorded yeah. it just before lockdown.
1: Right yeah okay like
3: literally in like lockdown lockdown happened sort of on their last day they were saying
1: right And then,
3: since then they've gone oh god this is all really relevant isn't it <laughs> no true. to uh to being uh to being stuck inside and not able to leave your house
1: thing. Uh, oh dear yeah. well that'll be on there and play two then i've got the whole second series to look forward to all right my yeah. friends we've had a quiz-tastic time. Uh, Thank you so much, Ian, for for organising all of that. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Stella. And thank you, Ben, for for taking part in the fun. Uh, We'll be back uh, in the new year. In the
2: new year. Yeah.
1: God, heavens, we'll be back next year. And I don't know what it's going to be about, but we we have recorded a whole episode about Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is going to appear sometime soon. I keep teasing it. It's going to happen. I just still haven't edited it. All right. (laughs) So, thank she you.
3: Starts that we're not a writer, that none of you have heard. Or
1: <laughs> know anything about yeah. well, There we go. How, how ironic. Oh well. So. <laughs> thank you very much everybody. It's been great fun. Thank you listeners for putting up with our nonsense. Uh, we'll see you or, or you'll hear us in 2021. Bye bye. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.
0: You have been listening to And Now the Podcast Starts. Produced and released by Ambidextrous Solutions Limited. Presented by Ian Winterton, Kirsty Warrow, T.D. Velasquez, Stella Gaynor, and Howard Whittock. With special guests. Special thanks to Greg Hume for our original theme music, and to Brian Gorman for our original artwork. All dialogue and music clips from films, TV shows, and trailers are used for the purposes of criticism, in the spirit of fair dealing as defined in UK law, and fair use as defined in US law. No copyright infringement is intended. Please visit our home on the web, www.andnowpodcast.com, for more content and contact details. Or visit our Facebook pages, At and now pod or at Lee Cushing pod. Follow us on Twitter at and now podcast or at Lee Cushing podcast. If you'd like to donate to us, please visit patreon.com forward slash and now podcast. And now the podcast stops.